0: This is what Stanley has done. They still have their other products, but the thing that is driving the 700 additional million dollars into their company that has turned this one product after a hundred years into the thing that has changed the game for this company was one product in a bunch of variations. Hi. I'm Jacqueline Snyder, and this is the Product Boss Podcast. I've helped launch and grow thousands of product-based businesses, even one of my own. And over the last 20 years, I've seen behind the scenes of businesses just like yours. Whether they are makers, manufacturers, artists, or food and beverage businesses, I have spent so many hours studying it all. I've discovered what makes them successful. What are mistakes they could avoid? How did they turn an idea into successful business? and what are strategies they have used to make more sales and be discovered by more customers. This is what this show is all about. Whether you're just starting out or you're looking to become a million-dollar product boss, I'm here to give you the permission to chase your dreams, no matter how big or small. All you need is the right mindset, a little courage, strategy, and support, and you too can be the next million-dollar product boss. Let's do this. There's a big reason why more than 300 of last year's unicorn startups use HubSpot. And it's because no software keeps you better connected with your teams or your customers so you can crush all your goals. The new HubSpot sales hub brings you that power in an easy to use platform designed for today's top sales teams. With 360 degree deal management and real time reporting, you get accurate windows into each And every inch of your business. And with AI powered tools like ChatSpot, you'll have a dedicated assistant that knows your business inside and out. ChatSpot enables your team with one step access to a ton of time saving functions like pulling data, tracking calls, managing leads, and scheduling emails. So trade cold calls for warm leads because when it comes to scaling sales, your software should be smart and the solutions should be simple. Get on track for your best Q1 yet. Check out HubSpot Sales Hub at hubspot.com slash sales. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I am Jacqueline. I'm your host. And today we are diving into an incredibly inspiring and extraordinary story of a transformation of a business. And we're talking about a 110-year-old company, Stanley, and how it revolutionized its brand with a single product, which is, and I'm sure a lot of you know it, you might be sipping out of it right now, the Stanley Quencher. So this is more than a tale of product. It's about market adaptation, it's about innovation, and it's about strategic partnerships. So let's explore how this simple drinkware item became a fashion statement and propelled Stanley to a whopping $750 million in sales. I know. Amazing. Okay. But first, before we dive in any deeper into the story, I want to remind you about our best year yet workshops that are going to lead into our bestseller secrets challenge. So once you're in the best year yet workshops, you'll be automatically invited into the bestseller secrets challenge. And that's where we're going to help guide you through the idea of time management of how to scale your business, especially if it's handmade, and what to focus on. And these workshops may be the key to your success this year. So I just want to say I'm so excited to see so many of you that have already joined us inside. If you are late to joining, you will get the replays for a limited amount of time. So come inside and join. Okay, so let's talk about Stanley, a century-old brand. If you're as old as me... (laughs) You may remember that Stanley was really known for that dark green thermos, right? Their products. They've been around for 110 years, and they were known for reliable thermoses, and they've consistently over past many, many years they were making 70 million dollars in annual sales. Now, that's incredible, and I think what's even more incredible is the fact that it was a brand that stayed around for so long, but they were very niche. They were very specific to certain customer base and they really weren't in the trend or fashion type realm when it came to their products. But in 2020, everything changed. Okay. Everything in 2020 changed. And that's because the quencher product, the product that we all know today, which is that giant mug that you see all the influencers using. And I even have some now I held out for a long time, but now I have them was on the sidelines And then eventually it took center stage. And the story is so, so interesting. There have been a ton of articles in different newspapers. I think they're going through a thing right now where they're really like marketing about this. And so as I've read all these articles, I was just like, this is an amazing story because what it is, is that what I want you all to realize, because none of us have 110 year old businesses, is that it's never too late to shift or change. And also when you understand your market and you seize an opportunity that's there, which is what Stanley did, they tapped into a new demographic and they started to ride the wave of social media and influencers. So let's discuss how Stanley identified this new market opportunity, right? By thinking about and observing the quencher's growing popularity among women and influencers and what we're going to do is what I want to tell you about is like, what's amazing is that it was actually created, I think back in 2017. So back in 2017, there was a product designer at Stanley that created the quencher. It was not the way that we know it now, but it was created and it kind of was like, wah, wah. they brought it to market, but it really didn't do very much. Now they didn't realize it at the time, but it was starting to attract a different demographic. There was a certain realm, as my <laughs> cousin's daughters or teenagers said, and no offense to anyone, but they were like, it's the Utah influencer mom. You know, like we all have a visual of what the influencer woman or mom looked like. That was like the first time that you ever saw the quencher. And so they were starting to grow this space, but the general company didn't know this. Now they ended up hiring the CEO from Crocs, the shoe company came in to Stanley. Now let's just talk about that, right? Crocs is a pretty ugly shoe, even though I've owned so many of them in my lifetime. And Crocs was like a basic shoe, a basic style, that then they decided to have variations in color, if you think about the original clog. And they eventually sold accessories to go on to their Crocs clog, right? There's been other versions of it, but that's the original, it's still there. So the CEO comes in from Crocs, And he starts to do walk and talks around the company. What that means is he starts to go around, he starts to talk to different people that have been working there in different departments. And he happens upon an employee that was aware of this one blog called The Buy Guide. It was a commerce blog and it was run by women in Utah, so funny enough, right? And The Buy Guide was talking about Stanley, and they reached out to the woman. I think it might've been two women partners. And they reached out to her and they made her an offer. They said, we see that you're driving traffic because she would talk about them and they would sell. So they ended up going to her and saying, would you like to buy from us wholesale? Would you like to buy product from us wholesale and sell it to your customers? And it was a big deal for her. Like she was not sitting on product. She was not having to buy product. So she had to really consider, you know, am I going to spend my hard-earned money like?" you know, risk my house and all these things to buy these quenchers. But she did. She decided to take that leap and she sold out. And every single time she talked about them, she would sell out of the product. So what Stanley quickly realized was like, holy moly, these women commerce influencers have a lot of influence. And there's a subsect of a customer base that was not their customer, which was moms that followed, influencers. Now, if you think about that, right, and you start to think about now how we know the quencher is that they've really made it a fashion product, right? <laughs> so we'll get into that in a second. But what I want you to realize is that what they realized is that they had a product and it's gone through iterations. They changed it to fit into the cup holder. There's been different things that they've changed with the way that they built the quencher. And they started talking to people. They talked to their ideal customer. They talked to her. They were doing their market research and they were understanding. Who is buying? They started to understand influencer marketing. They started to see, oh, we can make this audience shift. And then they adapted to the market. So what did they do? They started realizing, okay, this is a totally different market that we're not used to, but this is what's happening. And so I want to just point out the importance to all of you to stay flexible and responsive to markets. We all saw, you know, during 2020, during the pandemic, there were certain things that nobody wanted to buy. And there were certain things that were flying off the shelves. One would be sweatpants and sweat outfits, right? So people were like, why would I ever wear jeans? So it was probably a bad time to be in the jean business, but it was a great time to be in sweatshirts and sweatpants and t-shirts and comfy things. So if somebody in jeans like was able to transfer over and be flexible and responsive to what was happening in the market, they could have hit it big. I know a lot of you did this during that time. I know working with our students, that was a thing. Okay. So then the second thing that Stanley did, which I think is incredible, is Because they realized that this was the influence, right? They found this market, which was moms, like influencers, people into fashion. They started to think about and what they got the feedback of was the visual appeal of the quencher. And they started to think, okay, we've got influencers, we've got social media, and we've got this visual appeal. And so they use this to play into the popularity. So what happened there? And you know this, there are some people that have like 30 Of these quenchers. I'm looking at the one that I have, right? So I have a blue one that my husband got me. I have a pink one. I have a white one. Got lots of different colors. So what they saw was women were using them to match the interiors of their cars because they fit into car holders. They wore a white outfit that day. They had their white Stanley quinter. I want to keep calling it a mug, but you know you know what I'm talking about. So it turned into fashion. It turned into colors and finishes that created a fashion statement that appealed to this bigger customer base. They did not stay in this like green that they always did. They were like, okay, this is a fashion product. This has happened with other products. If you think about Mac or Apple, and you think about for again, people my age, when, you know, our computers started changing and do you remember, was it the iMac? The very first, I remember when I went to college and it was like the computer that was like a color. And right now I have an iMac that's red and pink. And they got people to buy more products. Or think about our iPhones, and the colors that our iPhones are. It turns into a fashion statement. It creates this other thing to a product that is kind of boring. It is just an insulated mug. But the color made it like this appeal. It made it a fashion statement. So they were thinking about the aesthetic appeal and the virality of that. So then what they saw, again, going back to the idea of influencers, is that there were platforms like Instagram and TikTok and those people, it had its own realm of like popularizing the quencher, right? There's a Stanley Tumblr hashtag, for instance, that has played into a huge role in creating this buzz, but they saw it originally with that one influencer that was really, you know, tapping into it. So this is just the importance here is what I want to say to you. I'm trying to show you and prove to you is that you can see that. From $70 million, which we might as well just call $0, <laughs> to $750 million a year in annual revenue from the quencher for a business that's been around for 110 years is this idea of being known for something, having a best seller and creating variations on your best seller. So let me tell you, Stanley has created tons of colors When it comes to this quencher, they even did a collaboration with Starbucks where they did a red one for Starbucks and it sold out, you know, and there are people who would wait in line in the mornings, like to go into a physical Starbucks store to see if they could get the quencher and they just sell out. So they also use this idea of, um, which I'll get into the next part, they thought about strategic partnerships and limited edition drops. Okay. So what does that mean? And this is something that I want you all to think about because as we're teaching about what you can be known for, having your best year yet, staying focused, figuring out what your best seller is. This is what Stanley has done. They still have their other products, but the thing that is driving the 700 additional million dollars into their company that has turned this one product after a hundred years into the thing that has changed the game for this company was one product in a bunch of variations they perfected it, they found the right channel for influence and for virality and reaching new customers. Because a lot of us probably didn't even have Stanley on our radar. And now there's nothing but knockoffs of this quencher, right? But people still want the brand name. Hey, hey, product boss. Okay, so it is podcast recommendation time. And this month, I am so excited to share Latinx in Power, hosted by Taisa Fernandez and brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Latinx in Power is a podcast that features interviews with top-level executives, entrepreneurs, and innovators from Latin America and the Caribbean. Having the perspective of Latin American leaders who have succeeded in their fields is so invaluable. And they're aiming to demystify the tech industry by providing listeners with insider perspectives. And I don't know about you, but I love to listen to podcasts that interview leaders in different industries because you never know what nugget of advice you can pick up and apply to your own business. So I really love this recent episode titled From Legos to Microsoft with Pablo Veramendi. Pablo is the director of audience evangelism at Microsoft. Yes, the Microsoft. And in this episode, Pablo discusses his Hispanic identity, passion for building communities through technology, and insights on the future of technology, and he even teased some upcoming projects at Microsoft. Listen to Latinx Power wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Product Boss, and happy new year. I am so excited to be on this business journey with you. And now, as you may or may not know, I host workshops and challenges multiple times a year to support you as you grow your product-based business. And the best part is that they are totally free. That's why I'm so excited to announce my upcoming free workshop series, The Product Boss' Guide to Your Best Year Yet, where I'm sharing some of my best strategies for you to make 2024 your most successful year yet. Now we're gonna dive deep into how you can master your time Trust me, it's a game changer. And oh, the stories I've got for you, like how brands like Stanley and UGG made it big by staying focused. I'll show you that yes, you can scale your small business, including your small handmade business and still live your dream life. We'll also uncover those sneaky little things that might be holding you back. It's all about starting the year with a bang, thinking big and joining hands with a community that's all about lifting each other up we're in this together through the highs and the lows. If you're ready to build a life and business that surpass your wildest dreams, join us. To join, all you have to do is pop over to theproductboss.com slash best. Or hey, if it's easier, just DM me best on Instagram, and I'll make sure you're all set. Let's make this year our best one yet together. So when we get into the third part of what worked for them here is strategic partnerships and limited edition drops. So how do they do that? Kind of like what I said, they use limited edition drops and releases. Like I said, the Starbucks one, they might come out with a color, they might come out with a collaboration and it's limited. It is not always available. And that drives demand. Scarcity of time and scarcity of quantity will drive the demand in your business. So that was one thing they did, right? They thought about limited edition, drops, fashion. It's in, it's out. You get it, you don't get it, you lose out, you better take action on the next one. It goes viral, right? And then the next thing is the collaboration. So thinking about collaboration in front of other people. And that's what they did with Starbucks. Think about Starbucks in every household. I just also read an article about how you know a neighborhood is up and coming based on if there's a Starbucks being built in the neighborhood. Okay, so you think about the type of people that go to Starbucks, the virality over like the drinks that people make and how to make them at home and all the things. So that same kind of customer base is also the customer base that they did. And so they did this collaboration with Starbucks and they also do it with different celebrities and different brands. And that's what drives the interest, sales, and awareness. Now, when I'm telling you this, you're all thinking, okay, well, I can't do a collaboration with Starbucks. That's fine. We could think about collaborations with local stores in our neighborhood, right? With local brands, with charities. We can think about influencers that we work with. I know we teach this inside of a multi-stream machine to think about how do we get in front of other people's audiences using other people's audiences, like influencers, collaborations, everything that we teach in there. And that's the way that you can think, like, how do I spread the word of my company? The other thing that they did is they created scarcity. I tapped on that a little bit earlier, where they created these limited edition releases that created that sense of urgency. It created that sense of scarcity. It drove demand and it even created, get this, a resale market. People are paying so much money on eBay for the red Stanley mugs or quenchers right? There is a resale market. There are people who are buying them, hoarding them and reselling them because they're limited and it is scarce. Think about Taylor Swift and her tickets. So what I want you to think about here is that you can be known for something. You can lean into something that you're known for. You get really good at, you come up with variations and people think, well, why would people buy it? Right. Or like, or isn't it boring? Well, how many of these do you have? How many of these, you know, somebody that has, I was at my husband's cousin's house. She has four daughters. I swear each of them had at least four, at least four. And then they were buying products from like Amazon and other markets because now what's happening, which is very similar to Crocs. Like I told you, the CEO of Crocs took over at Stanley. There's like little like cute, like rubber or silicone, like caps for the straws. people are using there's charms like her daughter i think ava had like a a charm hanging from the handle there are actual businesses being built around the popularity of these mugs and being sold and stanley doesn't have to do that they don't need to do it they're just going to keep doing what they do really well at and so there's that and then the other thing that happens when you think about scarcity is that there is this idea of driving sales, right? Taylor Swift tickets are going to sell out in the first second that they're you know, available. You got to get on and do it. And if you don't do it, then you might have to go buy it off another thing and pay more for it, right? So Stanley has also had to figure out how to manage its production to keep up with the trend. So sometimes they also offering scarcity allows for them to just make a certain amount and they allow it to sell out. They're like, it's going to sell out and that's okay. And so... The idea here and what I wanted to share the story of was just the proof $700 million worth of proof in a year that you can have a lot of different products, but if one can hit big, if it's what you're known for, if you come up with the right strategies around it, the right ways to get people to know about it, to have people share about your products, to have a way for them to sell, to create scarcity or demand, to create props when I say drops, like these color drops that they created, that is the thing that's going to drive a business forward. And I'm going to share other stories with you of other ways that this happened to just keep showing you that it's not a bad thing to focus and to be known for something. It's actually incredibly powerful and probably the quickest way for you to scale going to cost you less money because you could make more of something that sells. You're going to be more profitable faster. It's going to be easier to market. Everything feels better. It is very different than a lot of times like that Etsy mentality. If you have to make and make and make and keep offering new, 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 because that platform is driving something different than a sustainable business that can grow. And so I hope you hear what I'm saying here and understanding the importance of this and then this amazing thing that this business has built. And so each of these points, right, when we were identifying the new market opportunities, right, paying attention to your market, listening, you leverage the power of the aesthetics of the product, right, the specialness, and social media, right, social media influence. And if you have strategic partnerships and scarcity marketing, these are a few of the elements of Stanley's success story, but they are also really powerful strategies that you can use and adapt and apply to your own product-based business. And no matter what you make, and no matter what the scale, this is possible for small handmade businesses and makers. This is possible for those of you out there that are manufacturing a product. So I want you to think about these lessons and think about how you can apply them to your business to replicate just a fraction of the success, right? If we had like 1% of the success that Stanley has had, that would be an incredible, incredible business for us, wouldn't you say? So I wanted to just go over this. I think it's such a cool, cool story. I think it teaches us this valuable lesson. It teaches us this lesson of staying observant to these market trends, to leverage this power of social media, and not to underestimate what focus looks like and being known for something. And if you're inspired by this, right? If you want to figure out these strategies and figure out how can you actually use them inside of your business, come join us inside of the Best Year Yet workshops that will lead you into the bestseller Secrets Challenge. I'm going to talk about the strategies for success that you could implement right away in your business to get results that are going to grow your business, okay? It's totally free. It's theproductboss.com slash best. And would you mind following the show? And if this was a cool episode, share it with someone that you know. And if you haven't left us a review yet, please leave a review. It's so helpful. I love to read all of them and it really helps us reach more small businesses around the world. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. Remember that the right product, the right strategy and timing can turn any business into a market leader. So until the next episode, keep innovating and I can't wait to watch your business grow. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review.